When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Resort and Casino and Spa. Good times less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Take it away, Lindsay. I'm so glad you did that. I was waiting to see. I was like, is it going to do it? Is it going to do it? Well done. Well done. Well Thank done. You. Yes, totally. Thanks, Andy. All right. <laughs> so, guys, Taylor Swift, I guess she's officially bigger than the Super Bowl. According to a report from Hits Daily Double, they claim that Taylor Swift has turned down the opportunity to headline the Super Bowl 58 halftime show in Las Vegas. Uh, they said Taylor Swift, who would be a logical choice given her mind-blowingly successful year, has supposedly passed. We don't know if this is just spin from Swift Nation headquarters and she just wants a big check from the NFL rather than incurring the cost of mounting the show, as most performers do. Or if, you know, like, is this really a legit thing? So that's what you need to know. No Super Bowl. Taylor Swift. Cool. All right, moving on. Lakers schedule. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Emily will be calling in at 530. Uh, Your thoughts? No, I honestly I don't blame her. I mean, this tour has been how much more publicity does she need? This tour has been all anybody's been talking about all summer. Right. If she was gonna do the Super Bowl, she should have done it last year, before the tour, to make it even bigger, but she clearly didn't need it. No, I, I don't blame her for not doing it at all. Yeah, way to ruin a birthday. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's quit okay, old man. Oh. Like, come on. Like oh, just Taylor, whatever. Oh, man. That's a great way to ruin the Super Bowl too. <laughs> Jeez, everything. You're just hating. Hate, hate, hate. Yes. Haters gonna hate, 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 I found out. <laughs> hey, who says that, Beto? How would you know? Uh, because somebody sent me the message the oh, other day. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. It's in your head, don't lie. Huh? It's in your head, don't lie. It's in my head. You you just started singing the song. Yeah, because somebody said that, that was her who did it a couple years it ago. Is. Yeah. Yeah. After Don't all, act like you've never heard her say that. I didn't know it was her. Okay. I I mean I listened to Kiss FM. Hello, I listened. Yeah, I didn't know that was her. You guys know my music taste is terrible. I don't listen to music. Get off my lawn. Yeah, that was catchy. It was cool. I just didn't know that was her. That could have been Demi Lovato for all I know. They also said she ripped that off from her. We did the whole 3LW thing and it was the oh. last. I yeah. mean, anyone just saying like, you're going to hate, 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 hate. Like, yeah, anyone could say that. Yeah, exactly. Feliz cumpleaños. Gracias, amigo. <laughs> I'm going to make sure to bump T-Swizzy. Is it T-Swizzle? T-Swizzy? Which Whatever you want to call it, Beto. Oh, uh, her. Yeah, it's your bump world. it all the We're way just home. living in it. No, no, not today. It's Kamineski World. They took over. No, it's your world because it's your birthday. It oh, is your birthday. I hate Beto. that. I, and the thing is, I'm not a birthday guy. I hate that. I, You know what? It's been a long time since I've been a big birthday yeah. guy either. And like, I posted on Instagram only because my sister posted it and I like her. So I had to repost it. Aww. Well, she's the one I like um, of the seven. So yeah, it was cool. There's seven? It's a lot. You didn't know that? No. We're six. I knew it was, I knew it was a big family. I didn't realize it was that. Yeah, big. I'm number five of seven. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Six? Three, uh, I'm the third. See, like, I have a small family. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I just have Congrats. One, I have one sibling. Yeah, I'm jealous. I only, yeah. <laughs> I only have... You must have had your own clothes. I, <laughs> I only your have... Own your room. own bed. Yeah. Okay, I only, well... Yeah. I only have I two, two first cousins total. Okay. Like, wow. period. See, my, so you can invite people to your parties. Yeah, yeah, see, I don't even know half of my first cousins. Yeah, because yeah, my, my dad had only one sister who never had children. Uh -huh. My mom had one sister who had two kids. Wow. Like, it, it's a really small family. Like, I have one uncle who is not like a grand uncle or anything. Like, it's literally just one. Wow. It's, it's So small. how did you become a Laker fan in the Midwest? I didn't. I became a Laker fan out here when I moved out here for school. Uh -huh. I, I had, honestly, before... Wait, I, there was no basketball in the Midwest, no, you, right? No, That I, Before I moved out here... I had I paid no attention to the NBA at all. What would I, be the closest team from where you grew up? Uh, the Bulls, the, I guess. The Bulls? Yeah, I guess it would either. Yeah, or the Chicago, Bucks. 
No, uh, Chicago's closer than okay. Milwaukee. It would have been the Bulls. Okay. Chicago's like a five-hour that, drive That's from like St. an Louis. easy team to be like, oh, I'm a fan, too. Yeah, yeah. so you the, bull, the Bulls in the 80s? I had no interest in basketball, honestly. Oh, like I, Because you came out here in the 90s? I came out here in the early 90s. To go I, to USC. So I, growing up, you didn't watch any... None. You didn't know anything about Showtime? Nothing. I mean, I, I knew who Magic and Kareem and yeah. like, Worthy were. Yeah. Like, I... I I was aware they were really good. I was aware because you're a sports fan, so you knew what no, was going you know what? on. I no, was you were. Bas- I was not a basketball fan at all. Really, but just like here's the thing: if in the '80s, back then, before like everything exploded, the only games that were really national for the NBA were the Lakers and Celtics and the Bulls. Yeah, in June, right. Magic used to have that line that the only teams that play in June are the Lakers and Celtics. Right. So, it, like, basically, from St. Louis, it felt like the NBA was a two-team league or like a three-team league. It was the Lakers, the Bulls, and the Celtics. But I became a Laker fan when I moved out here in the early 90s. They weren't even good. No, but that I, was Sedell 3. Yeah. But Club I, said. Club said, you know, like Eddie Jones, yep. Nick Van Exel, mm-hmm. but like uh, Eldon Campbell. See, so everybody out here, it's all, it's like if you don't know about uh, Showtime, if you didn't hear about it, it's like, what's wrong with you? Like, mm-hmm. you got two heads. For you, like, why? I don't know that. But you know what the thing is, though? And, and like Interesting. This, this really speaks to just Laker culture in this city. And how massive it is and like how much like Laker fans nationally have a rep as being bandwagon fair weather. They're not like they're into it. No, like, they're they know, they they know what's going on. Seriously into it. I always defend Laker fans for being very knowledgeable of what they know and how in tune they are with the team. And then there's the other group that are just delusional and it's 82 and up. Right. But they still know what's going on. And they do. They, they do. They're knowledgeable. I got I got swept up into Laker culture at a period where they were bad. Like I remember, there was there was this period where they were really bad. And I was like, man, what is going on? Why are they so bad? And I was then I went to this club on La Cienega, and like the entire team was there. Oh yeah, like the night before our game. I'm like, oh, okay, this might. This is why they're bad. <laughs> <laughs> like half of them are smoking. I'm like, all right, I can right, see this. This explains an awful lot about not why they're bad, so terrible. Okay. But like, I I got swept up on it. Like it was so real and such a big thing. I started watching them, even though they were terrible. That's the way to do it, right? Yeah. Because when you're coming in and you're okay, so you knew Magic, you knew Bird, so as so in your elementary, right, or junior high, that's more formal years. You guys weren't talking basketball at all. It was all, it was all Cardinal baseball and the Blues. Brian was really into the Blues. I was not. Okay. But I'll tell you what, I was super into, even though they were awful. The now Arizona, then St. Louis Cardinals in the NFL. I was super into them. I was a massive fan, even though they were perennially terrible. One of the worst ownerships in all of sports. The Bidwell family, horrible. But I was when they moved. I was so mad. Yeah, that's weird, huh, Lord? Like we can't even think of not knowing the Lakers, like Channel Nine, KJH. Like that was we were watching the Lakers on tape delay as a little kid. I remember like. When Magic, you know, the announcement that he was HIV positive, Junior like I, I've always said that that for me felt like our sort of like our generation's where were you when Kennedy was shot? Uh-huh. Like it felt like such a massive deal. I remember hearing about this on campus um, from a friend of mine, you know, this pre-internet. So like somebody I'm sure either saw it on the news or heard a radio shot or whatever. And this friend of mine who was actually wearing a Magic jersey at the time told me this. My friend Scott, he's like, dude, Magic Johnson tested That's crazy. Positive. Like, you remember this. It was it was massive. Like, it, it felt like the entire city shut down just in shock. Really? Oh, yeah. It felt like that to me. I and, mean, I, and I wasn't even an Angelino. Yeah, so, I mean, L.A., of course, that's just, it's still weird. Like, you still know where you're at. I was, I was in junior high. You're like, what? Really? Like, that was that weirdness. So I, I'm also from that perspective, born and raised in L.A., never left. So I just assume everybody knows what's going on here. Like, like Max Kellerman always talk about, you know, those flyover states. Who cares? You know, kind of the same attitude. Like, St. Louis, who cares? Oh Dude, I, the moment where I really realized how Angelinos and really people in California. I love how you say Angelinos. Good, foreign, good, good guy from not from L.A. Okay, well. He's not like a good politician. It's a broad, look, broad way of saying it. Broad yeah, the only way. people who say Angelinos are people not from L.A. And politicians. Yes. But the moment where I realized, okay, Californians, people from California. Oh, that's the SNL now. Okay. How would you phrase <laughs> L.A. people. Better? L.A. people. Yeah. Okay. My brother-in-law always teases me about that skit. He'll okay. always be like, so you take like the 101 down to the no, that, Those are the Valley people. That voice right there. That's Valley. But that that that's like a thing with the traffic. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, all the LA people so always talking about the traffic. Yeah, everywhere. then you come out here and you realize that's what all you do is talk about the traffic. I don't talk about the traffic. I just go where I gotta go. 
like, on the tent. The moment where I really realized like people in California really know nothing outside of California. Like they know nothing east of like Arizona or Nevada. When I was on campus my freshman year, like, you know, meeting people and they're like, oh, where are you from? St. Louis. Oh, really? I, how far is that from New York? 2,000 miles? Like, is, but, is it? Yes. Oh. You, you don't know where Missouri is in relation to New York? Um, I don't think I know about Missouri. Is that's where in vacation yes. they went? Yeah. Like, see, I was, see, Dodger fans, You that's how my geography for me as a kid came from sports. Okay. So I knew St. Louis because the arch is there because that's when the Cardinals would play mm-hmm. and they had the turf and it was super hot. And Vince Scully would always talk about how the temperature on the field is like 110 degrees. That's what I was saying before, like Lance Lynn. I get why Lance Lynn has been reborn. Dude, it, it I mean, like, kills see, you. St. Louis is a big baseball It was St. Louis, city. Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh. They'd always show the thermometer on the field because that's when the Dodgers are going on the uh, the East Coast trip mm-hmm. or the Midwest trip, whatever it is, all, all right. you guys out there. But it was always in the summer. And like, damn, that looks bad. Like, why, why do they put My thing as a little kid was, how come they don't have grass? Like, why do they have a carpet? It is... Like, St. Louis is a big-time baseball city, and they- Well, I know, the Cardinal Way, they tell us. Yeah, I know they do. They're obnoxious <laughs> about it, but they do. And- they're really into the Cardinals, and they're super loyal. It's a really loyal fan base, but my God, when the team is not good, it's miserable to watch games. It's miserable to mm-hmm. play games. It is so hot in the summer there. But now that you're an L.A. guy, more than 30 years, oh yeah, you understand why we don't care about what happens in the Midwest. No, I get it. <laughs> I absolutely get it. I, look, I've completely lost interest oh. in everything going on over there. And it's also, get it right, um, LA. It's LA. not the LA's LA. The rest of it's California. Okay. Like, yeah. All right. Don't Back. accuse us of being Northern California. Oh, yeah. No. It, no or I, South, South. Uh, south. Well, south. San Diego's south, cool. South, I'll, south, I'll south. take San Diego. South, right. South, South. Cappy, Lindsay Baseball, Chris Morales are taking you out to the ballgame. Caller number seven right now, 877 710 ESPN, wins a four pack of tickets at the Coors Light Chill Zone deck for the Angels game this Monday night, presented by Coors Light, keeping Southern California chill. All season long again. Caller number 787-710-ESPN. Coming up next, I had had a very funny and a little bit alarming thing happen to me involving one Scott Kaplan. I will explain that. Coming up next, Andy Kamenetsky, Beto Duran, in for the guys, 710-ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com oh what's up jordan knight yeah that's right it's also donnie Wahlberg's 54th yeah, birthday i know that all right so you know something no because oh, i know, you know who's know on my birthday share a birthday with donnie Wahlberg. of course because i've always been the guy that goes and looks okay who do i got the same birthday with is donnie know. Wahlberg? Uh, Mark's brother, because they work out at four in the morning. You know, if you're not, you're a slacker, according to him. Uh, and then uh, Bobby D. De Niro, right? Yeah, Bobby yeah, D. Yeah. Robert yeah. De Niro, That's eighty right. years young today. Yeah, he's expecting a kid soon. It's crazy. Yeah. No, I'm serious. I know. That's crazy. <laughs> hey, get down, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you got the right stuff, man. All the girls in elementary love Jordan Ooh. and Joey. It would embarrass her Nobody if I... Nobody loved Joey. He was a little kid. No, I, I, again, I'm in elementary, so that's what the okay, girls okay, talked okay, about. Okay, like, enough. like there was a girl named Mika Reyes, whatever happened to her. She used to wear the NKOTB uh, jacket every single day. Mika Reyes, if you're listening, 877-710-ESPN, <laughs> let us know what's up. Do you yeah, still do you still love Donnie? Probably, wherever happened to her. You ever think about like some of the names? I don't... I'm pretty sure the last time I thought about that name was in sixth grade. 
I don't know why that popped up right you now. You know what? So today was my goddaughter's first birthday. So my sister was like, hey, she wants you to be there for her first. I was like, sure, whatever. I'll be there. So Pinata, I, what time? You know, so I went for her first day of school today and she started third grade. And I was like, man, my sister's like, hey, so remember this girl that we went to school? Because my sister's um, five years older than me. She's like, this girl that we used to go to school works here, here, here. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's how you know you're old. Like, <laughs> they're the ones working at school and, like, taking care of the kids. I'm like, man, yeah. that's crazy. Y'all, you're, like, you're getting there. I was like, I'm 35. You're getting to that <laughs> level. Right. Oh. That, that's happened to my brother a lot. He, he used to teach before we were in this industry. And he often taught kids in elementary school or like uh -huh. maybe like middle school. Mm -hmm. And he will run into them sometimes at Laker games or oh, different yeah. places. They're like out of college doing all that yeah. sort of stuff. And they'll recognize him. It's just like, it's surreal. The best is when you run into them at the bar. Oh, yeah. And you're like, yep. whoa, nope, nope. Time to go. Yeah. Time to go. And you know that they're not old enough to be in there. There was nothing more. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Uh, yeah, like, oh, I will not tell your dad that you're only 20. <laughs> there was That's nothing crazy. more weird when you were like in elementary school, high school, whatever, than running into your teachers oh, yeah. outside of school. Yeah, that was weird. Like weird. I taught too, and but I did like after school program for kids that were coming in, in the country and trying to learn English. And they were a little bit older. So when I would be in LA and be like, oh, hola, maestra. And I'm like, oh. Uh, you know, they were saying, hey, teacher. There's a thing in um, hey, Mean Girls. You guys seen Mean Girls when he's like, oh, I just love seeing teachers out in the wild. <laughs> <laughs> she's working at like Happy Shenanigans or some like yeah. Applebee's Happy type restaurant. Happy Shenanigans? Yeah. Happy Shenanigans, yeah. Oh, that's our new fantasy no, no. football team. She was, <laughs> she was working at uh, like a soap shop. That's what it was. And there was like, oh my God, I love seeing teachers out in the wild. Okay, I just got a text so, from Funchy. Who said, let Beto know he shares a birthday with Larry B. Scott, a.k.a. Lamar Luttrell from Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> you know what, Funch? You can text me too, fool. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you're, he's, you know, you guys aren't real, real friends. You told him, right? You guys are just work friends. Yeah. yeah. I have no problem telling Funch I'm a I work friend. I know that, but he might. I, I was not invited to his wedding, so there it is. Yes, you Ooh. were. No, I wasn't. He told you you could come after. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have gone, but still. You were kind of invited. No. You weren't first I string. I invited myself. That's true. <laughs> you were definitely you not first string. That. Huh? You were not first string as far as invites hey, went. Here's the thing, though. I remember when he and his girlfriend met. Really? The, mm, mm. You mean his wife? Whatever her his name. Wife. Yeah, her. Her, too. All right. So, <laughs> so, Cappy, I got myself in a little bit of nervous trouble involving Cappy today. Cappy, as you know, he's- He's he, in New Orleans, right? Yeah. He, what did he do to you that you're in trouble? Okay, well, I'll explain it. Oh, jeez. So, Cappy oh. tweets out, uh, earlier this morning, just boarded at Delta flight to NOLA, delayed almost three hours. He tagged Delta up? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. It's It gets better. gets better. Ooh. Then tickets were somehow all canceled. TSA didn't work, et cetera. The people of Delta could not have been nicer and more professional fixing whatever happened. Thank you. Now, let's get there safely. So I then respond, just making a joke that's a callback to yesterday, callback to like the last week or so of Sedano and Kaplan. I tweet at Kaplan, did they find your AirPods? <laughs> so then, but here's the problem. I then get a response from at Delta, oh, the, geez, oh, the official Delta <laughs> Twitter account. Oh, no. Hi, this is Kemi from the Delta Baggage oh, Service Center. Oh, my God. How may I assist you today? To which I'm like, oh, no. We're like, please oh, no. DM us your flight number oh, and no. ticket information. <laughs> this has gotten way out of hand. Oh, no. To which I said, oh, hi, I'm fine. I was just making a joke with a friend. Appreciate you reaching out. <laughs> you retweet. You oh, tweeted you back tweeted to the computer. Oh, no. I'm worried that Kemi's going to be wondering what happened. Like Kemi the bot. <laughs> He's trying. Kenny's the bot from the Mason Island Mafia. She's man. not a bot. She was part of the official Delta 1.5 million followers. I'm like, oh no, poor Kenny's trying to solve this problem. Yeah, with someone's Cap, AirPods. He would be like, he would totally like lean into that and be like, well, actually, I lost mine. Right. I, I wanted to cut this off yeah. before Kaplan That's got in the point. middle of this. Well, actually, they're bows, custom yeah. made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I, I respond. I'm sorry. I was making a joke with a friend. Appreciate you reaching out. This fool. And then Delta responds back. Thanks again for contacting us. Have a great day. <laughs> I, awesome. I felt obligated to give it a heart. Oh, look at you. <laughs> Cappy's going to be like, now. Did you sign it, AK? I, I did sign it, AK. Okay. <laughs> She's gonna, Cap's going to come back and be like, Andy totally blew up my spot. I was trying to get some free AirPods out of this from Delta. Mm -hmm. know. You know he's going to get mad. Well, I'm just worried that, like, Kemi, in the meantime, is like, how do I solve? Kemi the bot. 
She's not a, a lot bot. Of yeah, it's the bot. You, what do you mean she's not a bot? She it's was a bot. She was a bot that hacked into Delta's. Okay. No, no, no. They they no. have like they have certain words like trigger certain. Bot you work responses. on the internet, right? You work online. You know that you're not getting a, a real person right away. No. You need like five or six. Look at the spelling. It's proper spelling with grammar and periods. Beto. <laughs> so you think that this is a bot? Kemi's nothing more than a yeah, bot. Yeah, it's a bot. Yeah, that's the that's Delta's bot component. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but but it is somebody trying to address a problem. No. So you don't think Kemi even exists? No. Now I feel doubly. <laughs> DM her and say, "Hey, what's up for dinner?" I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna go to delta.com, see if like our people, and see if Kemi comes up. Oh, look no. for the, like the the front office staff. Yes, I'm gonna look to see <laughs> if I can find anybody named Kemi. Like when you go to the Lakers, it says the bus family, exactly community relations, exactly. public relations. I'm just keep going all the way down to the interns. About the us. Bot. About us. <laughs> about us. I need to find the about us section. The bots. Kimmy's this is fantastic. Hey, talk amongst yourselves. I'm trying to find the about us oh at Delta. God, I can't. Well, now, okay. Now I feel like Kemi duped me. Yeah, it's listen. Bot. How these things work is like you usually need to have like I'm going to say a good like five <laughs> back and forth interactions with someone before you ever actually get to a person because then it'll be like hold mm -hmm. on connecting you with an agent dot dot dot. Okay. Yeah. I love Midwest attitude. You know they're so homey. Okay. <laughs> There are a couple of people who've come up. They're so gullible. Couple, no, there are a couple of people. I found a couple chemis just in a Google search. A couple chemis for, I, through LinkedIn that are involved yo, with Delta. Oh my God, you, you really do. You are really like, becoming a Kaplanetsky's uh, wow. Kaplan. There's you're a, a Kaplanetsky. There is a, <laughs> you, you become him. There is a chemi who is a flight attendant at Delta Airlines. Not her. Not her doing that. Do this right. But, but wait, wait. Hold, hear me out. Hear me out. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hold Go on. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I think Kemi was trying to help out. The oh bot, God. yes. The bot was definitely bot trying was to help, help out. out. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what that is? Hey, look, we tried. <laughs> Sucker. That's what American did. That's how when you I used to tweet about this one restaurant and they and their terrible service and I was like, Oh, sorry to hear about that. For more, please let us know. I'm, like, I'm gonna let you know. Yeah, right. It's just a bot. It's a form. Well, you know what? This bot, Kemi, was exceptionally polite and seemed very interested in helping with my problem. And you know what? It made me feel good, and I did not want to put Kemi out today. Andy, Kemi cared. Kemi did care. Kemi cared. That's the bot cared. The acronym or two right there. Kemi cares. Yeah. Just Apple care, Kemi cared. Kemi cared. Kemi cared. The bot cared. Kemi cared. Congrats. Well. You know it wasn't your problem, right? It could, I feared it was going to become my problem. Are you even a Delta member? I am not a Delta member. <laughs> I'm not a Delta member, but you know what? Cappy might be a Delta. I'm just, he, here's the problem. No, I he's was, a spirit Sedano member. is definitely a, yeah, a Delta. He is. What else can we convince this guy to do? Because he, no. <laughs> hey, um, can you send me 20 bucks so I can take my no. friends to the bar? No. Uh, he's I mean, not. Kaplan did. Yeah, but he's not <laughs> The vice president of the HMC just said, invite Kemen in the circle of trust. <laughs> <laughs> Kemi's gonna have a, a, a little Cappy. You're gonna make a Cammy bot. Uh, make a little doll for little yo. Cappy. Little Cappy's in a girl, girlfriend named Cammy. Talking, talking about uh, little Cappy. No. He, yes. No. So, are, so are you no. guys saying no. that that, do that that Nigerian what? prince that I gave my yeah, yeah. account to? Yeah. Not really. That, that email you got? Wow. Or, or the, I like the other emails. Hey, I'm stuck <laughs> right now. I promise. Yeah. Mm. I love that. Yeah. I like the other spam that I get. The. Uh, the McAfee virus that I just bought mm -hmm. with my uh, PayPal Bitcoin. Oh. Although, oh man, yeah. Oh God, mm -hmm. like, nothing will ever get you more emails and DMs and whatever about spam than buying some type of antivirus software. You will ne you will never become more alerted to the presence of fake viruses than that moment you actually get the thing that cleans up your virus. The best part is I've never even bought it. You know what? You just buy a Mac and you don't have to deal with that. Exactly. But but that's how you know it's spam because I get those to my Mac all the time. I'm like, nope. Yeah, no. Nope. You know, Same with you, Nigerian prince. Not sending you the money. <laughs> Again. I do that twice. Well, so what's funny about that is Laura and I were talking about this last week. So I made I've like twice, I want to say, in the past like three, four months, I've totally done that like cleaning out my, my inbox thing where I'm like unsubscribe block, mm -hmm. mute sender, junk. Mm -hmm. All four of those things at once. Uh -huh. So I am taking four actions in my inbox to get rid of all the spam. And I find that like it just keeps it just comes back. It goes away for a couple weeks and then it just comes back. Like what do you have to do to just get rid of that stuff forever? Oh. 
I also don't know how they're getting. Like, I have a spam You should reach email. out to Kemi. She'll help you. <laughs> <laughs> she probably will. She That's probably funny. will. But I'll tell you right you. now, the most delightful, polite bot responded immediately. She was lovely. The airlines have bots I like that this. that are very quick. I know it now. <laughs> it still was funny though. It was very funny. To How does get your that. does your wife listen to these conversations? No, my mm-hmm. wife will never listen to this show. No, no, just these conversations. Do you have these thoughts at home? No, I'm typically because not. your wife. I love her. She's fantastic, and she'll cut you. No. So if you tell her, hey, the bot today, <laughs> look, this Twitter account wanted to help me. Is she gonna say, hijo de tu? Like, no, I, look, here's the thing. She's typically way more naive than me. I'm not naive about this what? stuff at all. I really? just thought super good. Wow. I, super mm. good you know, customer service. Really? This one time. She drinks the Brownsville water, man. There's no way she's naive, yeah, man. Yeah, she's I think, naive. I think more than me. Huh, well, match made are, in heaven here. People are going to find it less believable now. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. <sighs> Yeah, exactly. The uh, the Kaminsky side. Uh, Kemi. That Kemi. I know this was you. this was the Sedano side. Now, <sighs> that's a disappointment, though. He's what? genuinely disappointed about his buy. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny though. It was funny. Five twenty-five. We Five. killed Mark the bot. Mark that. <laughs> Mark right. that. Okay, you know what? We're bouncing out of this segment a little early. Coming up next. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, coming up next, we got some radio Tinder. Lindsay is always going to remind me the difference between swiping left and swiping right. That's next. Andy Kamenetsky, Beto Duran, in for the guys. 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Thanks, Christopher. (laughs) So this is a jam. You guys have to know this one. But Beto, you don't know any of this pop culture stuff. So, Andy, do you know this one? Coolio. I'll give you a hint. I mean, he just said the name. I know, but. I don't recognize this Keenan and Kel. Nah, I never saw it. the Nickelodeon. I hate to say it, I'm way too I know the guy days. is on SNL, but then the other guy was like the, the dancer, right? Tag your man, tag your man. It was a, it was I know a dance who, show. I know who they are individually, but I do not remember the theme. Wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. Those are the guys that did the hamburger movie, right? Yes, yeah, this is Good a very Burger. funny show. Oh, they had a TV show? Yeah. They were, it was called Keenan and Kel. Yeah. Okay. Welcome and he, to Good he, Burger, the home of Good Burger. Oh, that's where it's from? Yes. Yeah, okay. I know who they are, but I don't remember the show. He loved orange soda. He would like. He was like, "Who loves orange soda? Kale loves orange soda. Uh, Is it true?" Oh, such a good show. Nineteen ninety six. Oh no, I'm not watching that. Yeah, probably not. But you know, I was in high school, so no. First episode in nineteen. Actually, first episode, nineteen ninety six. All right, so I was ready to start college. So I'm definitely not watching that. I mean, you still could have liked it, but you know, I mean, if you're in college, probably not. Yeah. Knowing you, probably not. No. <laughs> All right, so. Gonna get into a little bit of baseball. I think all three of my stories. Oh, hold on, Lindsay. I'm sorry to cut you off there. Uh, Their first episode, August 17th, 1996. This is why we played it. You cut me off to say that. (laughs) I'm in the mood right now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) My girl Keeney called me and said uh, that uh, my my luggage is available. (laughs) Take it away, Lindsay. (laughs) Just because Kemi helped me out. Just because. (laughs) <laughs> We're going to find out. This woman's going to win Delta Employee of the Year, and you're all going to feel so sick. Yeah. Cammy and Kenny sitting in the trees. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Sorry, Lindsay. Take it away, Lindsay. Okay, so Justin Verlander's time in New York was brief, but it's still a topic of conversation. An unnamed member of the Mets told the New York Post that Verlander was, quote, a diva who was largely detached from his Mets teammates and often complained about how the team's analytics department was inferior to the one he worked with in Houston. Verlander then responded to the comments on Twitter, writing, quote, I want to say that I have nothing but respect for the Mets organization, and I enjoyed connecting with all of my teammates this season. New and old, exclamation. It truly was a wonderful group of people. That being said, we all know the success of a team is made up of more than just the players on the field. Everyone's input is valuable. I'm sorry to hear that a staff member took offense to constructive criticism on how we could improve. Wishing nothing but the best for the Mets moving forward. Oh, he hit him with the wish you the best. That's my line. When I tell you wish you the best, oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Good, so, for, good for him. Do you guys think that Justin Verlander is likely really actually a diva? Swipe left or swipe right, Andy? Remind no, me as left always. Is no, right is yes. In this particular case, I'm saying no, because it sounds like he didn't like the analytics program over with the Mets, mm-hmm. and he was as politely as possible confirming the report without, I think, making it personal or without you know lighting anyone on fire. But he made it pretty clear. Now nah, they could be better. I'm right there with you. Swipe left. Uh, constructive criticism. All he did was point out the fact that hey, you're. It's not as good as what I had in Houston. Nothing well, wrong with that. He probably thinks, well, you know, when Steve Cohen owns a team and has billions of dollars, right. who exactly. needs analytics? Because you could buy everything and everyone. You should be up there. And I'm pretty sure when he got recruited there, when they were uh, wooing him, like they told him we have this, this, and this, and this. And then it comes to fruition that they don't have a damn thing. But again, he did it really politely. Yeah, he didn't blow them up. He just said it. They weren't up to par with what he was used to. I mean, to his point, like it, I do, I do remember it was not that long ago, probably not even ten years ago, that the Astros were the worst team in baseball every year, year after year, for yeah. I don't know what twenty years. A long time. And they worked really, really hard to get the team. I understand there was the whole cheating thing, and everybody here hates them. I get that, but it, you know, at the same time, they do. They are known for having. No, like, nobody a really denies good they're analytics. a smart front office. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the cheating stuff. Yeah, the cheating yeah. stuff is awful. Both things can be true. Right. Yeah, so okay, Verlander Diva, nah. <laughs> like, he's a winner. He gets things done. And I like the fact that he held the Mets accountable, too. Because if you're a player and you go there and you're not, you don't get what you were told, good for you, man. Speak out. I'm a fan of his. I used to hate him so much when he was with Detroit. But ever since he left Detroit, I'm cool with him. I'm okay. good. We good. We're friends. Oh, California's up 4-3. to three. Let's go, El Segundo, in the fourth inning. Do you know Ollie Parks, what, uh, where he's from? Like, what elementary school he's from? Uh, he's... There's probably only one elementary okay. in El Segundo. Okay. <laughs> they all go to El Segundo Middle School, I think. I only ask because I feel like you know who all, like, the No, I don't know who the 12-year-olds are. are. <laughs> you, know, you know, you usually know everyone's roots. Like, oh, so-and-so's from this place. Yeah, I just Google. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, his favorite movie is The Hunger Games. Oh, nice. In case you're wondering. But I bet you there's somebody listening right now that knows Ollie Park. So let us know where, uh, <laughs> what street is he on? <laughs> All right. So former Mar- Marlins owner Jeffrey Loria ripped into the team's former CEO Derek Jeter in his new book, From the Front Row, Reflections of a Major League Baseball Owner and Modern Art Dealer. Which, like, what a combo there. Like, baseball owner and modern art dealer. Okay. Kind of sounds like a money laundering scheme to me, but whatever. <laughs> Loria blasted Jeter. Just throwing it out there. I'm just saying it does. <laughs> Those two things don't seem like they go together, do they? Repeat him again. Being a modern art dealer and an MLB owner. Yeah, you're rich. <laughs> sure, to that point, yeah, but, but but usually rich people are modern art collectors. You do a little unless bit of so both. dealers. Dealers are usually the guys that are like you know. No, I I knew a few art dealers growing up. Like my friends, their dads were art dealers. They were pretty wealthy. Yeah, it's a pretty. Uh, you're right. If you're moving those big pieces, you're getting a big commission. Yeah, I'm doing work here. Well, speaking of. Big pieces of artwork. Loria blasted Jeter for his tenure as the team CEO from 2017 to 22, during which the 82-year-old alleges Jeter destroyed the ballpark. He expressed his disappointment with Jeter's decision to remove the team's unique home run sculpture from behind the center field wall. In his book, Loria, who owned the Marlins from 2002 to 17, was critical of his baseball decisions as a team CEO, specifically mentioning his decision to trade Christian Yelich, and to fire Andre Dawson and Tony Perez. Do you think that Derek Jeter was a horrible CEO? Swipe left or swipe right, Beto? I'm um, a swipe right. Thank you. Uh, 
Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. Swiping left. I'm sorry. Sorry, Lens. Swiping left because you know what? Thank you, Jeter, for getting rid of that monstrosity in uh, center field. It was terrible. It looked ugly. And Laura's saying that's art? Oh, he, I mean, he's a, he's a modern art dealer. But uh, well, he's a modern. A high-end piece of artwork sculpture so there. He's a modern, like, delusional guy because that was terrible. Do they still have the aquarium? At that park? I think, I think they still so. got that. As yeah. long as it's still at the aquarium, I'm cool with it all. Yeah, the rest of it was bad. You got to keep the aquarium. So they still have like the sculpture. They just moved it like outside of Good. the ballpark. No, no need to say it. That just looked ugly. And Jeter, as a CEO, you want to rip them, okay. But like you like use that organization to just line your pockets over and over and right. burned it afterwards. Yeah, you won, but you didn't care. You, all you worried about was making all the money. So no, I'm, I'm okay with yeah, Jeter. Yeah, I mean, look, Jeter may have been bad at his job. But it doesn't change the fact, like you said, with Loria, his hands aren't exactly no. clean here. No, no, no. Well, I will say that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. There's no way you like that lens. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but some people do, and you know... Some art, people do, and their last name is Loria. Art is yeah. subjective. As long as they kept the aquarium. That's all I uh, care about. Have you ever been to the, the Tampa Rays ballpark where they had... I don't know if they even still have that anymore. They used to have like the, the, fi the fish tank with the rays, and you could pet them. You could, like touch the rays. Nah, like I'm... they have at the Long Beach Aquarium. I have touched, uh, like they're not stingrays, but the the manta rays. Yeah, I yeah, okay. touched, yeah. They have those at the Long Beach one. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay, answer it's your question. Soothing. El Segundo has three middle schools, okay. one high school. So, do you know which one the Ollie Parks went to? Uh, it's probably El Segundo Middle School, one of the most popular ones. Okay. Uh, also, uh, El Segundo knowledge, Lars Newbar from the Cardinals, Team Japan. He's from El Segundo. No idea who that is. He plays for the Cardinals. No idea who that is. Cardinal Way. I could maybe name four players. On the he team. lives on your street in St. Louis. <laughs> I would have no idea. My parents don't live where I grew up. Right, I truly don't know. What else you got, Linz? By the way, side note, I had to drive all the way to El Segundo just to get, I mean, not all the way because it's not that far from where I live, but just to go to a post office that has one of those self-service kiosks open past like five o'clock. Like, shouldn't you be able to go to any post office and like have the, the lobby be open to like. Get some stamps and stuff. Post office is a dying industry. That's crazy. Crazy yeah. to me. Sad but true. Anyway, so while MLB's investigation into Ray's shortstop Wander Franco's alleged relationship with a minor remains ongoing, there are already indications that his playing career is in jeopardy. There are reports that he may never play in MLB again, judging by the results of the investigations that are currently being carried out. So, quick note. Obviously, uh, one of the best shortstops in the American League, Wander Franco, is being accused of having an inappropriate relationship, a.k.a. like dating a 14-year-old. So he's on the restricted list. They're looking into it. And I guess the things they found so far are not good for him. So my question is, and I've been wondering this for a couple of days, like if so let's say this is all true, which it's still just an allegation. Let's say he's having an inappropriate relationship with a minor. Is his MLB career over? Swipe right. He's done. If it comes out that he's been having a relationship with a 14-year-old girl, which may have started when she was actually younger than 14, Ugh, gross. he's done. Yeah, it's done. Done. I just feel like... It's, it's that simple. He's done. I, I, I feel like baseball is the one sport of like the three major sports that... that is the least lenient on these type of things, whether it's like sexual assault, under whatever, these type of like you know, personal life transgressions and criminal acts. Whereas like in the NFL, they kind of tend to overlook some of these things. And it may, maybe a little bit so in the NBA. But baseball, I feel like for the most part, baseball is like, oh, you messed up, you're done. For this case, yeah. <laughs> like you should be, I, I mean, I, you should be I can imagine this would, be, this would be a really big deal in the NBA and the NFL too. Be big like, everywhere, sure, yeah. but I just, I'm just saying like, I feel like baseball is very good about, you know. No, this even a back. You know. He ain't going back. Yeah, I... I Especially to, at this point, I feel like he need. It's not even just enough what you uncover that it happened. Whatever, like you need definitive proof that it didn't happen. Like, and that's and it's even very then, difficult. No. To, it's difficult to prove a negative. Man, like unless they can figure out that the origin of this report was completely fabricated from the beginning, he's done. And even then, maybe. And even then, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Even no. then, no. Like, Done. 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 All right. Radio Tinder, Radio Tinder. presented by Tamlin's. <laughs> <Dollar. laughs>
Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala, award-winning small batch premium sipping tequila made from the finest mature agaves. Available wherever fine tequilas are sold or visit tequilamandala.com, M-A-N-D-A-L-A. Up your game and demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. Uh, Sticking with a much more pleasant (laughs) baseball angle, we're going to be talking some Dodgers with Blake Harris his regular Thursday appearance coming up. Awesome Substack covers the Dodgers as well as anybody. That's coming up next. Andy Kamenetsky, Beto Duran in for the guys, 710 ESPN. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm trying to recognize what this is. The longest intro? What is this? It's ABBA. This is ABBA? Laura, I... I, I Listen, I'm going based on the list that I have, and then Abba <laughs> like, was in there because in 19, God knows where it was, 1982, the first CD came out. If you want me, I will throw my own stuff, but we do the OTD thing. Trust me. Okay, this okay, this is interesting. On this day in 1982, All right. the first compact discs were produced for public sale in Germany. The first CD produced was The Visitor's by ABBA because I was saying is I'm that like, this, this song yeah I guess so because yeah, I was like it's in the in the album right right but I was like this doesn't sound like ABBA like I've never even heard this song before but this makes sense it's not ABBA it's the visitors yes okay well good thing you does the show up on the podcast so <laughs> you're saving you there <laughs> hey Beto you are familiar with our show right not really. Okay. okay. I'm gonna say, you know, anyone who listens to the show knows that this is kind of like a bit we do, so you might want to play along. Just saying. Not to this song. <laughs> it's all good. I'll play other stuff. There's other like, Apple songs, right? man, battle. Like, come on. It's all like, good. Do, have your own like like hater party on your own show. I'm not even hating. We don't even know this song. I'am just making okay. a point. You're like, why are you playing this? Like, play along, yeah, man. Play along. Feliz along. I would play along if we got to like the hook a little earlier. Hey, man, it's what's in the system. <laughs> Just All right. Well, shifting from The Visitors, produced by ABBA, the first CD ever. Love it. For nat- public consumption, we go to the Dodgers, who are crushing it at right now. Ten-game winning streak, and nobody covers them better than friend of the show, Blake Harris. You should subscribe to his Substack, uh, blakeharris.substack.com. And this is the music that you will always hear. Um, the three every guys. Win. Every win. Every win. The I like three seeing guys that tweet. little Coke bottles. Yeah, I like seeing that little tweet. little soda bottles like they're uh, on the ones and twos. Blake, how are you, man? Hey, this song is fantastic and all, but I personally have no beef if we want to keep running some ABBA songs for the next 15 minutes. Hey, you man, you're 12 years old, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> but it wasn't even, here. It wasn't even ABBA, though. It was The Visitors. It was The Visitors. Right. Wait, so who The Visitors? I reckon, they were produced by I ABBA. I recognized it. And this just goes to show, you know, how you have a girlfriend where I recognize that from Mama Mia, too. Read That's the email, Beto. <laughs> show <minute>. prep. <laughs> Wait, this was in Mama Mia 2, The Visitors music? Well, not the not the uh, visitors, but yeah, ABBA that song, which apparently that is actually how I found out that ABBA was a band because I saw Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia too, and I told my girlfriend, I'm like, yeah, the music in this movie is great, and she's like, you realize that's ABBA, right? And I was like, who's ABBA? And good answer. Wait a minute, so, so you good answer. you learned about ABBA through Mamma Mia too? So yeah, through Mamma Mia and Mamma Mia too. I, I didn't know that ABBA was a thing. I thought all those Mamma Mia songs were original. And yeah, I found out that no, the play is based off of ABBA songs. So because of that, I love ABBA now. I love Blake. Blake, God. you're great. I am so... Blake, you want to do four to seven tomorrow? So effing old, man. This is so <laughs> depressing, my God. All right, Dodgers, man, 10-game winning streak. Yesterday, they managed to get two... Two catchers interference sequences that work in their favor. What is that? Like, is that is this a sign, Blake, that just everything is coming up Dodgers now that you managed to get two catchers interferences working in your favor in a game? 
Yeah, not only do you get two, you get them via the same player in J.D. Martinez, yeah. which is just absolutely incredible. I mean, everything is just clicking for the Dodgers during this stretch. I know they're playing you know, teams like the A's and some of these teams that are in last place, but the Brewers, this is a legitimate first-place team that's going to be playoff bound, and the Dodgers are just going to work against them, whether it's the offense, whether it's the starting pitching, the bullpen, everything is clicking with this team right now. And I, I saw the stat the other day. I wish I had it in front of me, but like, Over the last four years, the Dodgers are pretty much like untouchable in August. Like they're 21 and 6, 22 and 5 in August. So, for whatever reason, uh, once the calendar turns to August, the Dodgers become the greatest team in uh, baseball history. As they should, man. They've been playing well, too. Blake, when you go uh, and you cover a team that's winning in the way that they're doing it, right? What do you come up with in the Substack? It's tough because. It's essentially the same thing on any given night, at least at the beginning of the season when the team was struggling, they were like 500, they were a few games up, the D-backs were in front of them. There were more things where you can kind of critique. You can say, yeah, the Dodgers are doing this well, but this is a major concern with the team or there's an issue with this. They need to turn this around. At this point, you know, they've won 10 in a row. They have, I think right now, their lead in the division is exactly 10 games. There's nothing really that needs to be criticized with this Dodgers team. They're doing everything perfectly. So essentially, you just got to figure out what kind of story can you find on a night-to-night basis. And the last few nights has been these Dodgers starting pitchers being the guys the Dodgers need. Because I know earlier in the season, especially at the trade deadline, we were talking about how the Dodgers desperately needed starting pitching. Well, with Clayton Kershaw back looking like the Clayton Kershaw of old, Bobby Miller, he's honestly making a case for a Rookie of the Year campaign. And Lance Lynn, he's been a fantastic deadline acquisition. And, of course, you have Julio, who I know he's had a couple of bad starts these last couple of months. But if you take out some of those blow-up starts, Julio's numbers have actually been really, really good this year. But, you know, you see his ERA above four, and you kind of think, man, he doesn't really have it this year. But especially this past weekend, Julio, uh, he looks like the Julio of old. And if he's going the way the Dodgers, you know, need him to be going, all of a sudden this is a rotation that really can be scary come playoff time. Talking with Blake Harris covers the Dodgers. You can read his Substack, blakeharris.substack.com. You can also listen to him, his podcast, Inside the Ravine. Like there, there was a period, Blake, where it felt like the Dodgers were kind of punching above their weight, like a sum greater than their parts. Is this now, do you think, just who they are? Like, are, are they better than we thought they were? I think they are. I, I know a lot of us at the beginning of the season were talking about a potential, you know, high 80s, low 90s kind of win team, but I don't think anyone was expecting them to be a 100-win team, and that just goes to show how smart this front office is. They made bets on guys like David Peralta, Jason Hayward, two veterans that, you know, really struggled last year that have been fantastic additions for this lineup. And again, all the moves they made at the trade deadline, those have worked out. All the rookies that have come up, came up, they've been playing really well, so Yeah, I mean, it just goes to show you can never really count out the Dodgers. I know they're not quite on the level the Braves are at some point this year, but, I mean, this is a World Series caliber team that you can make the case is the second or the third best team in all of baseball, which if you would have told me that back in March, I would have said, you're crazy, Uh, you need help, because I would not have thought that would have been the outcome for this team. All right, Blake, you look at some of the people that are in either Tulsa or Oklahoma City, Anybody there that could get called up and make an impact room soon? Yeah, I mean, the name that every Dodgers fan is screaming at every night to get called up is Michael Bush. I mean, we saw him briefly about a month ago. I think he got about 40 plate appearances with the team. But this is a guy that is putting up insane, insane numbers at the AAA level. I mean, I think he had a stretch where he hit about 10 to 12 homers in a 15-game span. His numbers are incredible. Unfortunately, there's no spot for him right now on the active roster. Maybe in September when they do September call-ups, he'll be able to get a chance. But I think Michael Bush is a name that really can contribute in 2024. And in regards to the pitching, another name the Dodgers fans are probably familiar with, that's Ryan Pepio. He came up last year, got a couple of starts. He was supposed to be in the rotation for the Dodgers to start the year, but an oblique injury pretty much cost him the entire first half. The other night for Oklahoma City, he took a perfect game into the seventh inning, had 11 strikeouts. So if the Dodgers need someone to come up, give them a couple starts, or maybe as an option out of the bullpen, I think Ryan Pepio could be a really, really strong addition, uh, again, whether it's with the rotation or whether it's with the bullpen. Talking with Blake Harris covers the Dodgers. You can follow his – or you can read his Substack, blakeharris.substack.com. Um, I'm looking at your Twitter feed right now, at Blake H. Harris, and you have a post from – 
this morning that says Dave Roberts appreciation post over the last few games he's made the right calls with the starting rotation he's pulled Julio Julio Urias Bobby Miller and Clayton Kershaw maybe an inning earlier than expected they may not be popular decisions but they're smart decisions what do you think of the job that Roberts has done this year in particular just because he's he's somebody that is heavily scrutinized by Dodger fans particularly when it gets into the postseason but this is a year where the team has overperformed the expectations. How much do you think Roberts has played a role in that? Yeah, I know Dave Roberts gets a lot of flack. You know, I've, I've personally given him flack over the years for some of his decisions, but I honestly think that this season so far has been his best job as manager for the Dodgers, given all the players they lost, all the injuries they've dealt with. He has kept this team in check, and honestly, the decisions he's been making – whether it's with the starting lineup, whether it's with bullpen decisions, he hasn't been critiqued as much this year because, well, granted, it helps when the players perform, but I think he has an overall better understanding. And again, with this year, I know he's notorious for pulling guys a little maybe too early or maybe too late, but especially this past week, like I said in the tweet, Julio is a guy that missed time with an injury that you really need to have in the second half. He could have gone out for an extra inning. He was only like at 80 pitches. They keep him in check. Bobby Miller, he's a young rookie, only made 70 pitches, but you want him in October. You want him in that rotation or in that bullpen, and you want to make sure you limit his innings where any other manager, they probably let him go seven, eight innings and go work that pitch count up. So, again, I know Dave Roberts, it's easy to just criticize and everything, but really the job he's done this year has been fantastic, and I think he should be the front runner for National League Manager of the Year. I don't know if he will be because he's taken a team that everyone expects to win and win 100 games. But I, I really appreciate what he's been doing uh, this past year, especially in the second half, making sure he manages this team and keeps guys as healthy as they need to be for the next few months. He's Blake Harris. He covers the Dodgers. You can follow him on Twitter, at Blake H. Harris. You can read his work, blakeharris.substack.com. You can also listen to his podcast, Inside the Ravine. He joins Sedano and Kaplan every Thursday at this time. Appreciate it, man. Thank you very much, as always. I appreciate it, as always, guys. And, Beto, I, I caught the tail end of Radio Tinder. Did I hear it's your birthday or your birthday's coming up? Yep. I'm going to go party with some ABBA tonight. <laughs> or some visitors. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, you enjoy partying, and make sure when you get home, you put on Mamma Mia and Mamma Mia 2. I guarantee oh, it's a guy. great double really? feature to enjoy your birthday. Really? Really? Oh, come on. You know you know ABBA. You know ABBA's music. I okay. guarantee you know it. Now, I know what's playing right now. That's what I grew up on. I ain't got no Mama Me on me. All right. Appreciate it, Blake. Thank drink, you. Have a drink for me, Beto. Have a drink for me. Oh, he's going to have a drink I've, for everyone. I can by the way, I, I've been drinking. Can you tell? It's 12 o'clock. Oh, there you go. There you go this guy's hammered. All right. Thanks, man. And that was Blake Harris. Dave has been a good year for Dave Roberts. I feel like this is actually a year where maybe, maybe, now, this is ABBA. This is the ABBA everybody knows. Dancing Queen. All right, coming up next, a little more What You Need to Know. Andy Kamenetsky, Beto Duran, in for the guys, 710 ESPN.